We're now joined by John S. Yudkin, Emeritus Professor of Medicine at UCL, who's written an article this week for the analysis section on the epidemic of pre-diabetes. John, could you begin by telling us what has driven your interest in this topic? I'm a retired academic and clinical diabetologist and have been um, following closely the epidemic of diabetes as it's grown in um, the industrialized world, but in particular in the um, low middle income countries and um, have been for about 25 years interested in the uh, sub-diabetes category, um, which has always been called impaired glucose tolerance. Uh, with George Alberti, back in the 1980s, uh, we had an article in the BMJ about what impaired glucose tolerance was. This was the level of sugar on your glucose tolerance test between completely normal and diabetes. And it was called, um, is it a risk factor for diabetes or is it a diagnostic rag bag? So this long-standing interest in this intermediate level has gone on for a generation. Um, what's worried me enormously is that with the new definitions of diabetes based on glycated hemoglobin, hemoglobin A1C, instead of on the glucose tolerance test, the definition seems to be expanding the numbers quite dramatically, maybe three or fourfold, uh, compared to the numbers that they used to be. So what's in this category of sub-diabetes at the moment? You've, we've got impaired fasting glucose. What, what else is in there? Right. Well, until the turn of the century, um, the diagnostic cut points were based on the glucose tolerance test. Mm. The glucose tolerance test, 75 grams of glucose, do a blood test two hours later, and if your blood glucose is over 11.1, you've got diabetes. If it's below 7.8, you're normal, and impaired glucose tolerance was the 7.8 to 11.1 um, intermediate band. That's pretty useless as a test for um population um, application because people don't get glucose tolerance tests done uh, unless there's a suspicion or maybe in pregnancy. But otherwise, um, the whole um, palaver of doing a GTT glucose tolerance test is um, prohibitively complex for the patient for the health system. So around the turn of the century, people moved to using fasting glucose and defined levels that were clearly diabetic considered clearly normal, and then a band in the middle called impaired fasting glucose. When the original levels were defined, the American Diabetes Association suddenly noticed that there weren't as many people with impaired fasting glucose as with impaired glucose tolerance. So they brought the cut point down so that the numbers more or less coincided. Now, there's been another big change um, since 2009 Hemoglobin A1c, um, most people with diabetes and most physicians will know that A1c is the test that's used to define how good your diabetic control is. But the problem of A1c is that lab standardization was um, not um, effectively done. There were different methods used in different labs, no standard that could be used to calibrate the systems. All of that was resolved in about 2009, um, and all of a sudden A1c measured here and A1c measured there could be interpreted in exactly the same light. 
And so the big associations, the World Health Organization, American Diabetes Association, International Diabetes Federation, all agreed it would be good to go over to A1C as a diagnosis for diabetes. That's fine, 6.5% or above diabetes. The problem comes that the cut points at the lower end of this intermediate range have been hotly contested between different organizations and the American Diabetes Association pretty well unilaterally decided that they wanted to define and continue to use the term prediabetes, um, meaning somebody with an expanded range of A1C and or an expanded range of fasting glucose and or impaired glucose tolerance. So if you start off with impaired glucose tolerance, which is the best defined, best characterized test of all but needs a GTT, 8.1% of the UK adult population has got impaired glucose tolerance. If you use the A1C test at the American Diabetes Association cut points, the proportion of people with prediabetes is 35.3%. What that means is the fourfold increase, four, more than fourfold increase, is probably diluting people who've got this well defined category with a whole bunch, heterogeneous bunch of people who've got a mishmash of different sorts um, of um, abnormalities in their glucose tolerance very unclear whether they've got anything like the same risks for diabetes, for heart disease, um, as the people with impaired glucose tolerance. And this is particularly worrying because outside um, the UK, um, Caucasian, uh, Europid population, A1C seems to measure differently from what it does in um, uh, white Caucasians and um, tends to be higher. So diagnosing prediabetes on the basis of A1C in an African Caribbean or in 